Hi guys and welcome back to Midday Matcha with Livy. Clearly I am fucking Livy. How is everybody on this beautiful day? I personally am doing amazing. I'm just giving happy bitch vibes today. Like that's my vibe is just happy bitch fucking vibes today. Oh my God. As I cough and choke, I was sick for like the last like a week and that was like not cute, but I definitely think it was like a little bit of um, just like my body detoxing negative energy. I don't fucking know. Anyways. I want to get into my week intro. So I have this thing where I like to lie to men. Um, It's not like the men that I actually take seriously. I don't know. I just like to fuck with guys. Like, I just honestly think it's so funny. So I'm going to give you guys a couple stories of me just like messing around with like these guys because I honestly just think it's the funniest thing ever. And I just like to fuck with them. So for instance, this one guy was like, how old? I always am like, how old are you? And they're like, oh, like I'm 25. And they're like, how old are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm 35. And majority of the time, like they don't fucking believe me. No part of me looks like I'm 35, okay? I have beautiful, glowing, young skin. No part of me looks like I am 35 years old. This fucker believed it. He was like, oh my God. Wait, let me just read the messages specifically because they're so funny. He was like, really? Never would have guessed. And I was like, oh my God, thank you so much. How old are you? He was like, I'm 24. I'm like, oh my God, you're so young. You're just, you're a baby. Like, that's insane. He's like, is that an issue with like a sad face? And I was like, no, it's just crazy. He's like, I like that you're older, to be honest. And I just didn't fucking respond because I was like, are you kidding me? You literally think I'm 35 years old. Like, I know I lied and said I was 35 years old. But the fact that you believed that I was 35 years old is a fucking problem. Like, that's so weird. This leads me into my next web of lies with a completely different man. This guy just like hits me up all the time. And I, I don't know. I just think this was ri- this had to be one of my favorite lying experiences because um, I really just don't know where this story came from, came straight out of my ass. And I was like, let me just run with this. So for context, we were talking about like going to get drinks with one of my good friends and one of his good friends, like a quadruple date. In reality, like, I don't think is like, like, yeah, like that would have been fun if my friend was fucking interested. Anyways, he was like, when are you and your girl free tonight or Tuesday? And I was like, oh, my God, she got wiped up last week. And he was like, wait, no way. LOL. I was like, yes, happens quick around here. I'm about to get wiped up tomorrow. Act quick. Like, you better act quick. Okay, everyone's getting wiped up around here. You better act fucking quick, buddy. And he was like, LMAO, you got jokes. He was like, was that what the dinner was for? And I was like, what dinner is he talking about? And then I was like, he was, I was like, what? And he's like, didn't you say she had a dinner that night? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I did. I definitely did at a dinner. We were supposed to get drinks like last Tuesday. And I was like, no, um, she has dinner. Like, can't do it, babes. Too busy. If you know me, you know, I don't go on. I don't like to date. Like, I don't want to do that. Anyways, that's besides the point. And I was like, no, the day after is when she got like wifed up. And he was like, oh, you're getting wifed up heading into hot girl summer. They must have been talking. I was like, no, they were only talking two weeks. I'm fully lying. OK, my friend is completely single. I'm fully lying at this point. And I don't know why. I honestly don't. I just think it's funny. He's like, wait, how in the hell? And I was like, I don't know. They fell in love and now they're in Turks and Caicos. Like, like what? I was like, no, they fell in love and now they're in Turks and Caicos. And he was like, do you have another one? Um, 
And I'm like, no, all of my friends are like wiped up, which is like actually true. All of my friends are kind of wiped up. And he was like, wait, he asked her in Turks and Caicos. I go, no, he took her there after she said yes, because he's a gentleman. Okay, like let's set the standards high at this point. He's a gentleman. So he took her ass to Turks and Caicos. I'm fully fucking lying. I don't know why. I just thought it would be really fun for me to do. So I did it. Anyways, he's like, that's wild. More power to him. And I was like, he's a king. We love him. Who is he? Who is this man? I don't know because my friend is not wiped up. She is fully single and I'm a liar. Anyways, he's like, if you find one more friend, we can go to Puerto Rico. LOL. What? I've never met you. Why would we just go to Puerto Rico? Also, I think he got like um, his ego hurt by me saying that my friend got wiped up and then went to Turks and Caicos that he was probably like, all right, let me take this bitch to Puerto Rico. And if that's what I got to do to get a trip to Puerto Rico around here, I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad about it. No. So I don't know what's been up with me. Actually, I've done this my entire life. I do just like to lie to men. I just think it's honestly really funny. So yeah, I've been lying. Um, to, I just think it's funny. I'm like, let me just like fuck with them and like see if they um, catch on. They never do. And honestly, I don't blame them because I'm just the one that's fully lying. Anyways, I love New York. Okay. And everyone's like, New York's so expensive. And I'm like, yeah, like I'm super fucking aware. Um, but honestly, my Chicago prices and my New York prices are pretty much the same, except my nails. My nails are so outgrown right now. And there's one thing to me. My nails are like a part of my personality trait. Like I have to always have my nails done. So I love New York, but like why is it so expensive for a bitch to get an acrylic fill-in? Like, why is it like insanely expensive? Why does it feel like I'm breaking my bank account every time I step into a nail salon? So I haven't even found the nail salon I want to go to yet because I'm just so annoyed with like how truly expensive it is. But whatever, I'm going to figure it out. If I have to suck dick to get my nails done, a girl will do just that. Just kidding. I actually won't. And I joke about that a lot. And people probably think I'm serious, like a prostitute kind of thing. I don't have it in me to be a prostitute. I don't even have energy to have sex with guys that I do like. Why would I do it for money? Anyways, what is happening? I'm kind of on one today. No, there's a part of my week intro that I'm just going to save until next week because like I don't even want to talk about it yet. Anyways, let's get into this week's episode. I'm making this episode because I clearly did not go the traditional route with going to college, having a nine to five job. I picked the arts. I picked to be a fucking comedian. So I want to walk you through that journey because I also had to do it pretty financially independent through myself and everyone has their own path. So I was like, let me just tell you guys my path. And I know what it feels like to have a parent that like really wants you in college and like to go to college and get that degree and stuff. And like you have to be like, no, I have like a life of my own and a path of my own that I want to follow. So I'm like, let me show you how I got to where I am in my life by having to be financially independent as well, but also like not giving up on my dreams and doing what made me happy and what I loved. So I'm going to walk you through the whole entire journey of my non-traditional path of life, ladies and gentlemen. So graduating high school, I did not want to go to college. I just wanted to work on my comedy. My mother was like, you're going to college. I'm like, you're a fucking bitch. Anyways, I just never had the desire to go to college. I hated school. I hated, hated it. I just did not like learning. I liked the social aspect of it. And like that was super fun for me. But like I just did not like school in general. I was like, this is dumb. I just want to be doing my comedy. I don't want to be doing this. And my mom was like, no, you're you're going to college. And I was like, because what else are you going to do? Like you're not living here. So what are you going to do? And I was like, all right, I'm going to college. So I applied to Columbia College, Chicago, where everybody and their mother gets into, okay? Um, Me and every single person who applied got into it. You honestly had to be beyond stupid to not get into Columbia College, Chicago. Anyways, 
I was also going to Second City at the same time. So if anyone doesn't know what Second City is, it's like the home of comedy in Chicago. Like it's the biggest comedy theater, one of the biggest comedy theaters in the world. You do like training centers there. They also have like main stage and live shows as well. So I'm going to be referencing Second City a lot in this episode. So I was doing Second City at the time. I was training. I was in my comedy training, okay? And I was like, I just want to do this. And then I want to go straight into my career because basically what happens is like you do your comedy training and then you go straight into auditioning in your career or whatever that takes you. So I was like, that's what I want to do. And my mom was like, bitch, you're going to college. And I was like, fuck me. Cause I honestly didn't have another plan. I just knew I didn't want to go to college. But right before I went to college, actually, I visited California and I was like, you know what? No, I'm moving to California. This is amazing. But I had already paid for the first semester of Columbia College Chicago, which was not cheap. So my mom was like, cool, dream about California as much as you want. You're finishing this fucking semester. And I was like, but the only thing I could think of was California. And my mom was like, do what you want. Do genuinely whatever you want, but I'm not paying for it. And I was like, "Okay." like she's always super supportive. And she's like, I'll help you when I can. But I don't have the money. So I'm I cannot help you with this. And I was like, Noted bitch, like fully noted. Anyway, so I went to college for one semester. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. I did not like college the whole time. I was like, let me be in California. But like, I honestly regret that. I wish I lived more in the moment. I was more grateful for where I was at because like that was a fun time. I honestly, that was the only time of my life and I didn't know this, that I wasn't going to really have any like responsibilities. Like all I had to do was get up and go to class and then like, yeah, I worked a job and stuff, but it wasn't as intense as the jobs in the future that I'm going to describe to you were. Like it was just for me to have some like spending money and like buy myself a Dior lip gloss. It wasn't like I was paying bills, you know, and I wish I embraced that a little bit more. But I'm a dreamer, okay? And when I want something, I'm going to go for it. So the only thing I wanted was California. I was like, college is not for me. I was really unhappy with my classes because I was doing comedy writing and performance as my major. And I was like, great, I'm paying $50,000 to learn everything I've already learned at Second City, which I'm also paying to get trained in. So I was like, I don't need to be doing both of these. I'm just in college to make my mother happy. If I'm being like 100% honest, like my mom just wants me in college, so I'm making her happy. And I didn't have the funds to move to California. Let me not fucking lie to you guys. I definitely did not have the funds at the time to pick up and move to California. But... After my first semester, my mom was like, if you want, no, like during my first semester, my mom was like, if you want to move to California, do it, like save the money and do it. And I was like, when someone says that to me, I'm like, oh, bet, bitch, I'm going to do this. And it wasn't her being like, do it. It was like, no, like if you want this, I'm 100% going to support you, but do it yourself. And I was like, okay. So I started working two jobs saving up for California. I used to wake up at five in the morning to nanny and then I'd go to my 8 a.m. class and then after like a full day of classes, I would go and work at this pizza shop. And it was actually really fun to work at this pizza shop. I've definitely talked about it in past episodes, but yeah. So like that was like my life. I was just saving every single dime that I had to like be able to live in California. And my mom was like, the first Monday was first semester was ending and she was like honestly if you want to move to California and you feel like you're ready do it 
Um, I think she was tired of me talking about it. And I also think my college fund had ran out and she know she knew I wasn't the college type. So she was like, I'm not taking a loan out for this child. She doesn't even want to be in college. So like if she wants like she won't stop talking about California, let, let me just let her go. And if you're going to do it, you're going to do it alone because I can't help you financially right now. I'll help you as much as I can, but I probably won't be able to help you. And I was like, fuck it. I'm doing it. I'm moving to California. So I did just that. I moved to California. Um, I already have an entire episode about this, so I'm not going to get too deep into this, but California did not go as planned. I definitely thought I would step foot in California and be the next big thing. Like I thought within five seconds of me landing in LAX, I was going to have an Oscar in my hands. That's literally how I thought California was going to work for me. But Nobody told me it was expensive. Nobody mentioned California was pretty fucking expensive. And being 18 years old, I had maybe $7,000 to my name at that point. Like that's how much I saved up my first semester. I was like, and then I was working in a juice shop in California for minimum wage. I was like, holy fuck, um, life is expensive. Mind you, my best friend was out there at the same time I was, and we had completely different lives, but I tried keeping up with her lifestyle as well, which is not something you do when you're financially independent and 18 years old in California. But I was, in reality, I was super young, and I didn't really understand finances as much as I do now, and I just didn't really understand what it was going to take of me to live in California and like how much money I actually needed to make. Like, I don't even think I knew what the word salary fucking meant. When I moved to California, I just I knew I wanted to be there so badly and I don't regret it. I'm happy I did it, but it kind of broke me. It kind of sent me into a really deep depression. So I was in California for about four months. I was not in California for a while before I was like, you got it. You got to pack your bags and go, babes. But there's a bunch of stories as to why I fully had to leave California. But all we need to know in this episode is that I left California and more specifically, Hollywood. So I was back in Chicago and I was miserable. I was absolutely miserable. I personally had felt like I had just failed at something that was supposed to be my big break. I don't know what type of delusion I was dealing with that I was like, me stepping foot in California is going to be the next big thing. I'm going to be an absolute fucking star. Like, I don't know where that came from, but it love that young Livy had that ambition, but I was living back in my hometown after California because when I moved home, I obviously couldn't go back to the dorms because it was like mid semester. And my mom was like, no. Um, and there's one thing that I hate. It's my hometown. I absolutely fucking hate my hometown. I hate living there. I've hate, I hated living there specifically in this moment. Um, a lot has happened to me in my hometown why the fuck would I want to be there? And I'm someone who has such big goals and dreams. Like I just did not want to be in my hometown, but I had nowhere else to go. And my mom was like, listen, I'll match your sister's rent only if you're in college. Only if you're going to class is the only way I'm going to match your sister's rent. Mind you, my sister went to school in East Lansing, Michigan. Okay. Her rent was $800. Uh, You can't find anything in Chicago for $800. Like there's, that's just not going to happen. And I had to go back to school, but I knew I wanted to live alone. I was like, fine, I'll go to fucking school as long as I get out of my goddamn hometown. So that's what I did. I moved to Chicago, which is like literally 30 minutes away from my hometown, but it's like a big city. So whatever. 
Yeah, you can't find anything cheap in Chicago for $800. And I knew I wanted to live alone. I knew I wanted my own apartment. And at this point, I was 20. No, I was 19 years old. I just turned 19 years old. And I was like, I want my own apartment. So I had found an apartment that was $1,300 that I liked. It was cute. I was able to live alone, a little studio, and it was in the nicest neighborhood in Chicago. And I was like, this is exactly what I want. And it was $1,300. So I was like, I just had to cover the rest while being in school. So I got a nanny job and I was working 60 hours a week, but it brought in like a good $800 to $1,000 weekly. So it covered my rent, like it covered what it needed to cover. But mind you, I'm working 60 hours And comedy was always my main focus. So at this time, I was working 60 hours a week. I was a full-time student in college, which I didn't give a fuck about. And I still had to do my comedy. So I was still directing, producing, and writing sketch comedy shows, which is a full-time job in itself. Like, But comedy was always the main focus. And that was the biggest thing for me. was like, I have to be doing my comedy. So I was back at the Second City doing my comedy and I took it up one notch and I was like no now it's time that I put on shows so that meant I had to write I had to direct produce and write sketch comedy shows I've talked about this too in a past episode my comedy journey about how I got to this level and this point but like I had to handle everything if I had to put an entire show together I had to make sure ticket sales were good I had to handle legal things that I didn't even know I was capable of handling but like that's what I had to do and I loved putting on these shows but it was exhausting because I was also being a nanny and then I was also in stupid fucking college and I hated college so I also wanted to make my mom happy at this time and just be in college and I also wanted that fat $800 rent discount that she was giving me okay like I was like if my mom's gonna give me any sort of money I'm going to I'm going to run with this one. So I was working my absolute ass off. Livy in college. Let's talk about Livy in college. Um I fucking hated school. I've said this a million times. I literally had to flirt with random men to get my homework done. And I did just that. If there's one thing about me, I'm going to finesse my way through any situation in life and that's just it, babes. I knew going into every class that I had to make best friends with the teacher. So I did because I would cheat so much. Let's be honest. I would cheat so much. And if I was good friends with the teacher, they were never going to suspect anything of me. So I got an A in political science. How do we think I did that? Do you think I know anything about political fucking science? No, I don't even think that's the name of the class. I political. What the fuck? If you know me, you just know I'm not. That's just not my politics and science are probably the two things I know the least about. You put a gun to my head and you tell me to tell you about political science, I'm going to fail. I get an A in this class. Okay. And the reason I got an A in this class is because I cheated like no fucking other. I would put pictures of the study guide as my screensaver. And that teacher specifically loved me because I acted like I was interested. So we'd be in the middle of the class and he'd be talking about something and I'd raise my hand and I'd be like, can you explain this a little bit deeper? Because I'm really concerned about this political movement. I didn't know what the fuck I was saying. I didn't know what the fuck he was saying. But as long as I was acting interested, showing up to class every day and talking to this teacher and like acting like I really liked what he was teaching me, I was going to get through it. And that's exactly what I did. And yes, I did cheat. I do not recommend that. But that's what I had to do because a bitch is not going to study political science and get an A loves. It's just literally not going to happen. And I just finessed my way through getting through college, specifically political science. But I also had to do this in bio. I had a flirt. I, I Bio was different. I had a, It was a whole different fucking 
field. I had to flirt with my teacher. I'm not even kidding you. Okay. Cause like I thought about it. I was like, he's an old lonely man. Like no one's giving him attention. Like him and his wife are probably in a loveless marriage. So like, I'm going to flirt a little bit. Okay. I'll flirt a little bit and just laugh at his jokes a little harder than I should. And just like flirt a little and just twirl my hair and like smile and laugh. and like, <laughs> um, so that he loved me and that I was on his good side. And that's exactly what I did. I became right on his good side. I also forced the guy next to me during the final to give me the answers. I remember I sat down and I was like, Hey, do you know, like, did you study this? And he was like, ah, kind of. And I was like, all right, I need all your answers. And he was like, what? And I was like, listen, I'm just like really going through something. And like, I'd really appreciate it if you would just like share your answers with me during the final. And I was like, if we get caught cheating, like, honestly, like I'll take the fall. Like I literally don't care. And as long as I'm flirting and I'm smiling and I'm twirling my hair, batting those eyelashes that I barely have and just like, ah, please, um, they're going to do what I say just because I'm a manipulative bitch, to be honest. So nobody could say no to me. Okay. Literally nobody could say no to me. And in this bio class, I remember, uh, the teacher was grading the final in front of me and it was, I needed a like C to pass the class or something like that. And he was like, you're uh, only a couple points off from a C. And I was like, like, what do I have to do to like, past this class like I honestly loved learning everything you taught me and he just looked at me and he was like you're okay you're good you're gonna pass the class um fully just changed my grade because I would flirt with this man and that was about it okay I had to lie my way through fucking college and that's what I did I was also in an acting class in college and my teacher was intense and there was one thing I was like this is so fucking stupid I don't know why I thought like that in acting class because you think I would love it but like I'm a comedian I was like I'm a comedian I'm putting on comedy shows I don't want to be in an acting class and our final we had to do Shakespeare and I was assigned this one Shakespeare scene with this other kid and we had a perform this scene and if you know Shakespeare they talk pretty fucking weird it's not a normal language they talk in a completely different language and I remember we ran through the scene in the class and she looked at me and was like asked me a question about the play and I didn't know the answer like she wanted us to like read the entire play and have the backstory of everything and I was like bitch I'm basically raising a child that I'm nannying right now putting on sketch comedy shows at the second city and making this shit work while I can just so my mom comps off that $800 rent I don't know the backstory of this play but basically she kind of just like let me have it a little bit she was like you don't know the lines for this like da 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 like just kind of let me have it and I was like okay fucking bet bitch literally bet I researched that play I made the kid that I was doing the scene with come in on a Saturday and make sure it was perfect okay we ran through that scene about 50 times I'm not kidding you till I felt like we both were comfortable in the scene and that it was good enough to perform I it came to the point I was giving him notes and I was like no you need to perform like that like we're supposed to be in love in this scene and you we're not acting like we're in love we're also going to take a beat when you grab my hand like we have to do this and when I tell you we spent a good five hours practicing this because I was like fuck this bitch like I'm gonna show her that I'm actually something then like she can't just like fucking talk to me like this whatever so the next time she was gonna see this was at the performance like we had to do a performance in front of the entire school and it was like a showcase 
literally got a standing ovation. Don't fuck with me, okay, bitch? Literally do not fuck with me. I did my research, made the kid come in, and we rehearsed the fuck out of this scene. And I was like, I am going to excel in this. Because when someone tells me I cannot do something or like kind of even questions me a little bit, I'm like, I'm going to show her. And she was like, very good job, Olivia. Very, very good job. I'm extremely impressed. And I was like, thou shall da da fuck Shakespeare. So I hated college. I found a way to get through it. I honestly would have like my friends and family write my papers for me too. It really gets dark, the things I did to get through college. But I didn't fully get through college and we'll get into that. My comedy shows. My comedy career was doing great. I was doing amazing. Not even to brag about how amazing I am, but my comedy career was doing really good. I had just directed, produced, and wrote an amazing show that sold out twice. Like it had a two week run and it sold out both times, which was beyond anything that I was expecting. And everyone was waiting for the next show. And that's not something I was expecting to happen. Like right after I got done with that show, everyone was like, okay, so when's the next one? It takes a good six months to put a show together. But I felt the pressure and I was like, fuck, like I really need to put this show together. And so I was started putting that show together and then I made conservatory at a very young age, I made conservatory when I was 20 years old and everyone told me to wait till I was older. Like my directors at Second City and my teachers were like, wait till you're 21 to 23, like just wait to audition because it's an audition based program and it's like the dream. Like you walk into Second City and your dream is to graduate conservatory because when you to even make conservatory, like people audition for conservatory like 10 times and do not make it. And I just had no expect expectations going into this I was like I'm just gonna audition if I get it I get it if I don't I don't and I ended up getting it and I remember calling my mom being like I auditioned for conservatory and I got it and she was like what the fuck and I was like yeah because you walk in those doors at Second City and like conservatory is the end goal like conservatory is the creme de la creme like that's what everyone does and that's after you're done with conservatory, you go right into your comedy career. Like you're done. That's that's it for your comedy training. And people were like, wait to do conservatory because you only get to do it once. It's a year and a half program. It's extremely intense. And they're like, also just wait until you have enough comedy training under. You have to have like prerequisites to even audition for this. And they're like, just wait and just wait. Just wait until you're older. And I was like, no, I'm auditioning. And I got it like the first time I auditioned. So I was extremely proud of myself. I was like, go off queen Livy bitch. Like you're amazing. And it was a dream. Like that was probably my biggest comedy dream to be in conservatory. And it came true. And I was just like over the fucking moon excited. And I was just about to put on my second comedy show. And so I had just made conservatory. I'm like a month in, I'm loving my life. I talk about conservatory more in my comedy episodes. So if you're curious, go listen to that. But I'm just about to put on the second show that I worked my absolute ass off. And it was my first show that I was directing, producing, writing all by myself. I didn't have anybody like helping. It was fully by myself. Casted it, everything myself. And I was so proud of the show. And it was just about to go up. And the date it was about to go up was March 15th. And we had done our dress rehearsals. We had done everything. And then the panorama hit. The pan-fucking-demic. Oh, we know COVID. We know this little bitch. And this shook me up. Because I was like, fuck. I just lost the one thing that brought me joy, which was being on stage. And I was like, what the fuck do I do? And my conservatory moved to Zoom conservatory. And if there's one thing that 
like was so fucking miserable. It's doing Zoom comedy. Let me tell you, Zoom comedy fucking sucks. My sister and my mom would watch it to be supportive and they'd be like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, don't even talk. Do not even talk to me about this. So I was like, fuck. Um, I lost being able to be on stage and being in person for my conservatory, which was like heartbreaking. And I started working 80 hour weeks. So I was, I was getting money, okay? But in this time during the pandemic, the first like six months of it, I was making a lot of money and I was saving my money and I started to learn about investments. I taught myself all about the stock market. I started investing my money and I was being smart with like the moves I was making with my money. And I was still in school at this point, okay? I was just about to graduate and get my associates. So I really started taking my money more seriously, I guess we can say, because I was like, uh fuck like this pandemic hit and you just see everybody like in horrible situations I did donate my money too I don't know why the felt the need I felt to tell you guys that why I felt the need to tell you that I was donating money but like it wasn't just all about me like making and investing my money I was donating my money too because I wanted to help people who obviously didn't have anything but it I started getting like way more intense about my money so I was saving and I was investing my money and I was making money off of my money because I had nothing but fucking time in the panorama so I was gonna learn and this is when midday matcha came to be because what you're listening to right fucking now which is actually crazy to me sometimes I think about quitting this podcast I'm not gonna lie anyways I was like I need an outlet I need to do comedy I need to do something and I realized I was like I need to get onto digital media like I need to start putting my comedic presence onto TikTok I need to start this podcast and the podcast is what started it all my little social media journey I guess we can say that I've been on starting midday matcha was so important to me but also like so scary to me so this is where we get into the story of quitting it all. You're like, what? No, not comedy, you dumb fucks. Anyways, I had saved enough money to be comfortable living on my savings for a year without really having to work. And in this year, I knew I wanted to grow my social media, specifically TikTok. I wanted to grow my podcast. I wanted to finish up my conservatory on Zoom. And I wanted to do other comedic things and like projects. I knew I was done with college. I had just got my associates and it was time for me to move on to a university and I didn't want to do it anymore. And everybody was on Zoom school and I just didn't want to do it. And I was like, mom, I'm dropping out and I'm putting my whole heart and soul into my comedy. I'm putting my whole heart and my soul into this podcast, into social media. I know I can make something with this. Like I'm doing that. And you can't really tell me otherwise because I am doing this on my own. Like, I'm not asking for your help. I'm just, I'm financially stable enough to do this. And this is what I want to do. So I got intense. I studied the TikTok algorithm. I made a TikTok posting schedule. I did everything. I literally became, I honestly became my own social media manager. I posted midday matcha weekly without missing a week. And that's why I'm about to hit a hundred episodes. I haven't missed a week of this fucker. And I just put my heart and soul into this. I was posting TikToks with zero followers. So I understand the struggle. Like if you're making TikToks and stuff right now, like I understand that struggle of only getting like 20 views and you're like, why the fuck am I doing this? Just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. But I knew I was like, I want to grow on TikTok. I want to grow on all my social media and I want to put my heart and soul into this podcast because I loved the podcast. I still love this podcast. There's things that I'd like to change about it, but there, I do still love this. And at this time, I started building a team around me. 
of like people that were helping me with my podcast, my TikTok and everything. And at this point, I think I had like 4,000 followers on TikTok, like nothing special and maybe like 10,000. No, maybe not even 10,000. No, I had like 7,000 downloads on Midday Matcha kind of thing. Like this was the vibe. And I was fully living off my savings account. And I was like, okay, like what the fuck is next? So what happened next is TikTok became my job. Within eight months, I gained over 60,000 followers on TikTok. Midday Matcha has hit over 50,000 downloads. And this all happened within the time that I took off of like not really working and having like a stable income. So TikTok did become my job. I feel like a lot of people have questions about that. But yes, TikTok did become my job to me. I was in the creator fund. It doesn't pay super well, but it definitely pays. Um, not enough for me to live the life that I like to live. Like that's the biggest moral I've gotten from everything is like not the life Livy likes to live. And then I started doing brand deals. I was so happy and it was so overwhelming. Um, but I had this team that I had built around me even when I had like on what felt like nothing TikTok and podcast wise that when it did, everything did start getting big and like blowing up. I hate saying that, but like when that all did come to fruition, I had this team around me that was like, all right, we're just going to keep doing exactly what we've been doing. Let's keep doing this. Let's keep doing that. And I love them. Like I just specifically love the people who have stayed with me and believed in me from like the day I start. And I hate to be like believed in me because I'm not at all where I want to be, but I have had significant growth that I'm very proud of. But yeah, this is like TikTok became my job. Brand deal started paying me. I recently did just leave the TikTok creator fund because it just wasn't worth it for me. In the sense that I thought it was like fucking with my views and stuff. And I was like, I don't need the money that badly. Like whatever, I make money off of brand deals and like learning about user generated content and stuff like that, that I'm not even gonna like get into. But I had got what I wanted. Like I wanted this social media platform that I've received and I love TikTok but it there definitely is some negative sides of it that I'm not even going to get into um and it can get like fucking draining and exhausting but this is what I've wanted and this is what I was working so hard for and I was so happy that I did achieve that so it was like okay I did achieve that And the next thing that was on my list of things that I wanted to conquer, I guess we can say, is the move. The move. I was putting all of my time and energy into social media because I know that's the future. I know everything's going to be digital media and online. And like, I kind of just, I haven't been on stage in like over a year at this point because a year and some because I just, it's not where I want to have a platform on social media because I think that's genuinely the future. And I just want to not only like when I do have shows and stuff like that, like, hey, go follow me on TikTok, go listen to the podcast. There's so much more of me than just in person, but I will be doing in-person shows soon. Anyways, I did kind of push my own comedy aside and focus on the social media and I have bigger dreams than just being like an influencer, like actual comedic dreams And I've kind of lost a little bit of touch with them. And I knew I needed to leave to Chicago. I knew I needed to leave Chicago to get back in touch with them and just kind of like focus and make sure these dreams were to come true. And I've always known this. Okay, I've always known that I needed to live in one of the coasts 
to be successful in my career. Like since the age of 16, I was like, I know I'm not going to be in Chicago forever. I know I need to live in either New York or LA. Um, I knew I needed to leave Chicago. I knew it was time for me to go. My time there was done. I was over it. I needed more. I needed a new comedy scene. I had done everything I could have done in Chicago, in Chicago comedy. Like I needed to kind of start over and build an even bigger brand somewhere else comedic wise. And I need to have more opportunities. And I knew New York is what I wanted to do next. Um, There was only one problem with moving to New York, ladies and gentlemen. I was broke. I was completely poor. I had ran through my savings like no other because what I didn't understand was like I wasn't broke. I don't like to say I was broke. I just lost a lot of the majority of the money that was in my savings, spending it all on my rent, on trips to Miami. Don't ask me why, but I needed to go to Miami during the pandemic, whatever, and $1,000 shopping sprees at Zara. So the money definitely ran out, but... I knew I wanted to move to New York. And TikTok doesn't pay as crazy as we think it does, loves. It literally does not. It pays. It pays well, but it doesn't pay like for the lifestyle that I have to live. I also have an extremely expensive lifestyle and I've been super open about that. Um, But so like for me, TikTok does not pay all of my bills. No, because I have an expensive lifestyle. Anyways, I got a job, talked about this, and I saved even more money. Mind you, I'm still financially independent and I'm still financially independent in New York as well. This whole time, my mom cut the $800 thing off as soon as I dropped out of college. So like paying my rent, it was as soon as I was done with college and I decided that she was like, no, yeah, I'm not helping you with rent anymore. Like you're not in college. So like, no, like, but like still so emotionally supportive. I feel like I'm making my mom sound like the demon in this episode and like that's not the case whatsoever because she is like extremely emotionally supportive and probably like my biggest supporter of like all my dreams and goals. But like she's like, yeah, I'm just like not paying for it, which is like super valid because I learn so much more by having to work for my own money and like work and just, yeah, like working for my own money and doing what I want to do. I learn so much more because like I don't, what is it? it builds more character like if I'm getting everything handed to me I'm not gonna work as fucking hard like no I'm out here I'm on my own I want to be successful I have to work okay and it was like a hard lesson for me to learn because I was like it's only $800 I should pay some my rent I would fucking suck dick for that money back anyways but yeah like she cut the money off and was like no you're gonna learn how to be financially independent by yourself and I was like totally understandable god this longer episode is a lot longer than I thought anyways So I saved all my money as much as I could and I signed a six-month lease in Chicago and I knew it was time for me to go. New York isn't cheap and I knew I needed to work my ass off to move here and I did just that. I worked my ass off and I'm currently in New York City, motherfuckers. Okay, New York. Let's get into New York. I'm definitely not on the traditional nine-to-five path, but I couldn't be happier with that. Um, because I know my life's passion. Like I know what I want to do. I know exactly what I want. I have specific goals and dreams. I love what I do. And comedy is like literally everything to me. It is why I'm here. So yes, I didn't take that normal college path of going to party for four years at a big 10 university and work that nine to five, but I'm still successful. And I was able to accomplish things at a young age and I had a clear vision for my future. So 
I feel like what I'm saying with this is like, if you know what you want in in life, don't let a parent or a person or life tell you otherwise. Like follow your dreams, work your ass off and everything will be okay. Like do whatever you have to do to make your money, but like never give up on the dream and never don't listen to people who are like, oh my God, that's so dumb. Like, why would you do that? Fuck off. I'm going to do what I'm going to want to do. These are my goals and dreams. I know they're going to come true. And that's that. So this is, that's my story of like the non-traditional path that I decided to take because I just, school was not for me. And like, you're not going to see me working in a fucking cubicle. It's just not for me. Anyways, I love you guys. If you want more of me, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at sheislivy. My YouTube channel is also sheislivy. I love every single one of you motherfuckers. Have a great day, night, evening, whenever the fuck you're listening to this. I love you. Bye.